0: Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. (laughs) This is the Raiders Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor, Marcus Mosher. Sanity. Time long puts it down. And we are going to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> motion. Jacobs. And he's going to take it to the 29. And now they're going to be set up for a field goal attempt by Carlson. Snap good. Hold good. And Raiders in. Charges out. Steelers in. All right, welcome to the show. A playoff edition of the Raiders Wire podcast. The first ever for us, Marcus. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, no, I can't. I can't, <laughs> be- I
0: can't believe that we're here, Ryan. No, I got to admit, I thought this team was toast. And that's where I want to start, Marcus. Like, we got to take a moment to celebrate and appreciate the fact that the Raiders are in the playoffs, right? When you think yeah. about everything that's happened to this team since the bye week, John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, I mean, Darren Waller, he's only played in 11 games. I know he played in this past one, but he only played in 11 games. He's been hurt. He's the best offensive player. Kenyon Drake's out for the year. Nate Hobbs had a DUI arrest, another distraction, right before Week 18. You've got glaring holes and weaknesses all over your roster, especially on the O-line. And the Raiders, they jumped my Patriots in the five seed. I, I cannot believe this. I can't believe we're talking about this, but it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think going into Week 15, their over-under win total on Tipico was 7.5. <laughs> Uh, they went over. Uh, yep. They they got to ten wins. This is the the first time they've won double digit games since 2016. Only the second time since 2002 they've won double digit games. And what a year! What an atmosphere it was last night in Las Vegas for that game. It was that felt like a playoff game. It I mean, it really was a playoff game for for both of these teams. Uh, quite a season for the Raiders.
0: No, and I'm glad you said that. I actually put that in my notes. Like the place was going bonkers, especially in overtime and it, it was a big deal for the Raiders in their move to Vegas to win that game, to be back in the playoffs, Marcus, like part of me, when it, it was clear that the Raiders were going to get in either via a tie or by a win. And we'll talk about all this. There's <laughs> so much to get to with this game and it, against the Chargers. Part of me, Sunday night was like, what did the Raiders make in The playoffs be like a setback almost like, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I think we all know that. They've got decisions to make on Mike Mike Mayock, on Rich Pisaccia, right? But then you you really think you watch that crowd going nuts. You see the celebration at the end. It's like, oh no, no, this is a big deal, right? The the Raiders haven't won a playoff game since two thousand and two, so it's I mean, a, it's, it's
1: huge. It's a huge deal. And then plus you watch the games on Sunday. Is there really any AFC team that puts a ton of fear into for the Raiders? I mean, obviously the Chiefs who did beat Kansas them twice. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why it was important that they won that game is because it's pretty likely now that they're going to avoid Kansas City in the playoffs. So and we can get into that. But I, I, listen, this is a weird year for a lot of different teams. Get in the playoffs and let's see what happens.
0: It's going to be so much fun. All right. So let's get into it. Number one topic. You're tweeting about this. Chargers Twitter had a meltdown, Marcus. <laughs> Brandon Staley. Did he cost the Chargers a playoff berth by overthinking the final minute of, of overtime? And let me just set the stage. You know, he calls a timeout with 38 seconds left and the play clock running down on the Raiders, who are about to snap the ball to Derek Carr, the (laughs) shotgun on third and four, and probably were just going to run some vanilla play with Josh Jacobs. I think they were just kind of letting it play out a little bit. But instead, Brandon Staley, he doesn't like his he said in the postgame, he didn't like his defensive personnel, Marcus. So he calls a timeout. Raiders regroup, hit a run with uh, Jacobs that sets up an easier Daniel Carlson field goal for the win. What do you think? You were tweeting that you thought Staley costed the charges of playoff berth.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think the the Raiders were going to kneel on the ball like a lot of people anticipated. So no way. The, time, the timeout didn't do that. What it did allow the Raiders to do is to get the right run play in there. And it hit, and it ended up making it a 47-yard field goal rather than a 55-yard field goal. I, I get the sense that if it would have been anything beyond 55 yards, the Raiders probably would have kneeled on the ball just to avoid the potential of a kid getting blocked or something like that. But once it became you know, a field goal inside of 47 yards, yeah, it was the obvious decision to go for it, right? And we, we should talk about this. Uh, the Raiders had way more of an incentive to win that game rather than a tie. I, I know the tie got them into the playoffs, but what the win did, as you mentioned, is it put them as a five seed rather than a seven seed. And that means instead of going to Kansas City, you go play the Bengals, and if you beat the Bengals, it probably means that you're not playing the, the Chiefs in round two either. So I get why it would have made sense to kneel on the ball, but for the Raiders, actual chance of making it through the AFC, I think this was the right call.
0: Best case scenario, getting the Bengals, and, I, and we're going to break down this matchup here yep. coming up in a little bit, but like, best case scenario, you don't want Kansas City. 89 to 22 Chiefs in the eight quarters. Yep. You've played Kansas City. You do not want Kansas City, and it's 100% right. Everybody's talking about you know, It almost felt like the Raiders were being mean by not playing for the tie, right? And just knocking the Chargers out. But again, it's like that's a division rival, and yeah. you need to help yourself. You don't want to be the seventh seed. So the Raiders. Had to play that game to win. I agree with you 100%, Marcus. I think that point has been kind of glossed over with everybody rooting for the tie because they probably want to troll the Steelers or or their fans, right?
1: Well, listen, I get that. Trolling the Steelers is great. I I think the Raiders thought of this as, hey, if we have to settle for the tie, that's fine. But we're going to make sure that that's the absolute worst case scenario. And I think that's why they were so conservative at the end of the game. Plus, they they know they got a fantastic kicker who's done this all year. So if they can run clock and kick a field goal, and if he makes it, great, with a five seed. If he misses it, great, with a seven seed. I think the Raiders played it perfectly.
0: Now, I'm a little upset that we don't get to watch more Justin Herbert because he was <sighs> <is> insane, but <sighs> I am happy I don't have to look at Brandon Staley's stupid face with his play sheet over his mouth, Mr. Know-it-all, like smarty pants, Brandon Staley. So he says in his post game, Marcus, <laughs> that the timeout was, again, about defensive personnel and that he kind of defended his decision to call the timeout, right? He said it didn't really change anything. The Raiders were... They ran the ball on third down anyway. They were going to do it if we didn't call a timeout. It doesn't matter. But there's a subtle little difference in the formation, right? Carr yeah. was in a shotgun. And you just go yep. imagine, exactly. They were not going to kneel on it with Carr on the shotgun. They were probably just going to hand it off to Jacob. safe play, probably no gain. And the clock probably runs out. But what happened after the timeout was the Raiders regrouped, moved Carr under center, and drew up a little run play with Foster Moreau coming across the formation, getting the key block. That sprung Josh Jacobs. So... You know, as as much of a smarty pants as Brandon Staley is, Marcus, I have to disagree. I think his timeout allowed the Raiders to regroup and be like, no, let's actually run a play here and and get an easier shot for Daniel Carlson. Right. So I thought he was you know, as smart as he is. He knows more about football than I ever will. I think he was wrong there. I I think that timeout glaring mistake.
1: The biggest problem for Brandon Staley is he's a defensive guy and he couldn't get a stop when he needed it. I I mean, even in this game was a third and 23. They just run a little delayed draw with Jalen Rashard and he gets it. And the Raiders go down and and get a, a touchdown on that drive. I mean, they just could not get off the field when they needed to. And it's really unfortunate, right? Because I think they have a absolute superstar stud quarterback in Justin Herbert. And you just wasted one of the best seasons and one of the best games that he might ever have because your defense couldn't get a stop on third and three. It's, it's just a really big bummer if you're a Charger fan.
0: Yeah, it, it was unbelievable there in that second half. I mean, the Raiders are up 29-14, to 14, you know, midway mm. through the fourth quarter, going through into the late part of the fourth quarter. And I have a three-month-old, Marcus. I'm ready to go to bed. I'm like, just get a stop, Raiders, and the game's over. I can go to bed. Like, this is fine. And it, the Chargers just kept getting these unbelievable four to, fourth and 21 from the Raider 23. And, th- and the Raiders give up a touchdown. Yes. They give up the two-pointer. And they have this really terrible three and out on offense and Mm -hmm. give up another drive that sees the Chargers survive. Uh, I went back and counted this. 13 incomplete passes on the drive and three separate 4th and 10 situations only to see Herbert throw a 12-yard touchdown with no time on the clock to force overtime. Like, that was insane, but also lost in all the drama is the Raiders blew a 15-point lead kind of epically, right? That was kind of cringy the way that played out. As great as Herbert was, the Raiders blew a 15-point lead in the final four and a half
1: minutes, and that's not great. It's not, however... I don't really look at it like they blew a lead. They just, they went against a quarterback that was in such a rhythm that I don't know if you could put any defense out there that would have stopped them. And you saw that the one throw he made, I believe it was to Mike Williams on fourth down, where there's like three guys that almost touched the ball for the Raiders, and he fits it in there. And I mean, just he is throwing absolute darts that I, I don't know how you defend. And the, t- the touchdown. The, the one to, uh, you know, that, that gets it to overtime on fourth down and 12. It, the Raiders played that really well. He just threw the ball faster, I think, than I've ever seen before. I actually think in some ways the Raiders were kind of lucky to survive in that game because in overtime, Mike Williams has the ball, hits both of his hands in the end zone, yes, and he drops it. Yes. Yeah, I I guess I don't look at it as a blown lead. and Instead, you just got to kind of tip your hat to a really, really good quarterback.
0: Yeah, Herbert is insane. I mean, his accuracy down the field on some of those throws is it's, it's just stupid. And I think it's, the Raiders were very they were gassed, right? They were I mean, yo, it was just like the Chargers weren't doing anything but, all right, we're going to keep throwing it. We don't care if it we don't we throw an incomplete pass on every play. We're just going to keep chucking it at you yep. and eventually after four passes
1: we're going to get a first down. And that's what I, they kept doing. I saw Max Crosby had 68 pass rush snaps. I, I was going to ask on you, dude,
0: was he all the way? Was he 100 of the defensive snaps? Close? Uh,
1: no, it was close, yeah. but yeah, he had, he played 82 total snaps, 68 pass rush snaps. Those guys had to be dying out there. Oh, yeah. listen, we're, we can talk about the Bengal game, but that's a, It's a tough, tough draw for the the Raiders to play 85 snaps on defense, and now you have a short week and travel to Cincinnati and play the first game of the playoffs. That's that's pretty rough.
0: That is going to be tough. They uh, they got the first game exactly on Saturday. And, you know, I just w- my last little thought on this game that I want to get your take on, Marcus, is the four minute offense that the Raiders had. Right. They have the ball, a chance to run out the clock with a couple first downs, make the Chargers call their timeouts, all that. I, I just decided watching the game, I feel so much better when Derek Carr needs a two minute drive than this four minute thing where they have to like be smart and figure out if they're going to throw or pass or what. They bring out Marcus Mariota to start that drive, right? Mm -hmm. Nice eight-yard pickup on first down. Loved it. Now get his ass off the field and go, now when you play football (laughs) on second and two, you don't run the same exact play and hand it to Hunter Renfro. I mean, the same play, the same motion, only you hand it to Renfro and lose yards. Like, what the hell was that? Like, I'm that was a little, like, (laughs) it was just like, what are we doing here, right? I I think I'm nervous about the, the Raiders in that situation protecting a lead late against a good offense that we'll see in the playoffs. I'd much rather them be coming from behind trying to get Carlson in range or something. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, they they, they play really well when it's like a frantic style of offense where cars just scrambling around looking to throw the ball down the field. Zay Jones is the best receiver in the NFL flopping and getting penalties. I mean, somehow they've made that a staple of their offense. I don't know how that's possible, but I kind of agree with you. Like they are a really hard team to stop when they need to go get a field goal because they have a kicker who's basically money from 55 yards and in Derek Carr is athletic enough to get outside the pocket, and make plays and they've got enough receivers that can win in one-on-one situations. So if a game is close, more often than not, they're going to win because of those, uh, those things. What an end of the
0: regular season. It almost felt contrived, Marcus. It was so good. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was just that good.
1: If, what if it was a movie, if it was a yeah. movie script, they would have turned that down right away. Yeah. It's too unrealistic. So fun.
0: All right. But, Here's a realistic thing. The Raiders have a game they can win this week. They do. Mm -hmm. They've seen this team. They played the entire AFC North, and uh, they have opened a six and a half point road underdogs. But we'll talk about the matchup and how we feel it could go right
1: after this. This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this
0: interesting.
1: What's up? This is Jeff Clark from the Bet Slippin' Podcast presented by Com. I'm here with my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, to break down this weekend's NFC wildcard round matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Our friends at Typico Sportsbook have the Rams' favorite three-and-a-half points and the total sitting at 49 and i am taking the Rams. I'm laying the three-and-a-half because McVeigh has owned Kingsbury since Kingsbury joined the NFL. Uh, the Rams are 5-1 and one straight out, 4-1-1 one and one against the spread versus the Cardinals since 2019. And Murray, Kyler Murray, has struggled against the Los Angeles Rams with just an 81.8 quarterback rating, 7 touchdowns to 9 turnovers. Nate, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I'm also on the Rams to cover. They're going to be healthier in this game and also have the advantage in the trenches. Cardinals have lost 4 of their last 5. Take the Rams, minus 3.5. That was your Typico Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado.
0: All right, Marcus, Raiders, as I said earlier, six and a half point dogs. They get Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. They're going to kick off the playoffs on Saturday, 1.30 Vegas time, 4.30 Eastern. And just just a quick aside, I kind of love the playoff schedule this year, right? The two games on yeah. Saturday, the three on Sunday, the one on Monday night. Because last year, the three games on Saturday, the three games on Sunday, that was damaging to my health. Right? I was yeah, just, it was a lot. I was fatigued on Sunday watching all that playoff football.
1: I agree. I think this is much better. Uh, now, the team that's playing on Monday night, the winner of that game is going to be in a little bit of a disadvantage for next week True. because it's going to be a short week. But I think from a from a fans' perspective, a viewing perspective, it's great. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's good for the fans and our health, which is which is important. Uh, so the Raiders, obviously, big underdogs, but I feel <laughs> like this. We, we've been talking about it. I feel like this is the best first mat, uh, first round matchup you could yeah. hope for, right? I mean, first yeah. of all, the Colts. Choked against Jacksonville, and they're out. So how that's not about a strong that?
1: enough word. That's not a strong enough word for what the Colts did. But yes, go ahead. <laughs>
0: they're gone. The Colts are gone. The Colts. Yep. Like a month ago, I was talking about the Colts being scary. No, they're gone. uh nope. The Titans are the team that gets the buy. So as you've been saying, Marcus, the Chiefs are locked into that two seed. The Raiders probably won't see them until the AFC Championship game, unless there's some big upsets here on Wildcard Weekend. Mm-hmm. So all that's good. You getting to the number five seed draws Cincinnati, and you got a team. That has a head coach in Zach Taylor who will be coaching his first ever playoff game. You've got a quarterback in Joe Burrow who's a freaking stud, but he'll mm-hmm. be starting his first career playoff game, Marcus. We could look back at the Raiders. They haven't won a playoff game since 2002, which is not yeah. good. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1990, right? So yeah. if you're going to pick a team to face in the first round on the road, it's Cincinnati. I, I wouldn't want Buffalo or Kansas City or, you know, any of these other teams. I want I want the
1: Bengals. This is perfect. Yeah. So, funny uh, stat – Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, Patrick Mahomes will all be starting the first wild card game of the, their career. How about uh, that? Hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, do that, do that, do that. <laughs> uh, Mahomes. So, I mean, I, I, I do think, I, I kind of think the Raiders are going to play this game like they have nothing to lose because they don't, right? I mean, nobody really expected them to make the playoffs after they were 6-7 and seven and after John Gruden left and after Henry Ruggs. and. The Bengals have everything to lose. They won the division. They they sat guys in week eighteen. This is a game they're supposed to win. I think the Raiders are going to come out. They're just playing super aggressive. Uh, I think their pass rush is a bad bad matchup for the Bengals. Now we did see this matchup just a few months ago, but the Raiders are a different team, right? They're just they're playing way better on defense. Uh, the offense with Josh Jacobs healthy is important. Um, I I think this is a this is a good matchup for the Raiders. I'm not saying they're going to win. But six and a half points feels like a too many to admit.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Raiders snuck their way in. Four-game win streak to end the year. No, None of us saw them make it the playoffs. And if you're going to pick a team to play, this is it. And we'll yeah. look back at that first matchup. Bengals 32, Raiders 13. Feels like a blowout. But you got to remember, I mean, that was the stretch where they lost five of six. They yep. were dealing with the transition, the Rich Passaccia. They had the thing with Henry Ruggs. They had the Damon Arnett situation. I mean, all of this stuff happening, right? I mean, so, yep. I mean, difficult situation, obviously. You still held Joe Burrow in that game to 148 yards passing. You didn't let Jamar Chase kill you either. He had three nope. catches, 32 yards, and a TD. The problem was the Bengals run game with Joe Mixon. He had uh, 30 carries for 123 yards and a touchdown, and Derek Carr had a couple turnovers. Yep. That's kind of what happened, but I, I have to agree with you. Like, we can't really look at that blowout loss, 32 13, and be like, oh man, like it's going to happen again because the Raiders. They were just in this, like, really unfortunate, difficult situation where they were losing five of six. They, they have to be a different team now.
1: And, Ryan, doesn't this feel like a game where both teams might be a little bit tight in the first half and we see a kind of sloppy, ugly first half, and then maybe stuff picks up in the second half? But if it's that type of game, the Raiders are going to love that, right? If they can keep this close in the fourth quarter and it comes down to punting and field goal kicking – That's exactly what the Raiders want, right? Like, they're so good, and the Bengals are not. Like, the Bengals have lost multiple games this year because of their kicking. Um, I I just – I got a feeling this game is going to be close in the fourth quarter, and if the Raiders can get enough stops and give their offense a chance, they're going to have a chance to win. Again, not predicting that they're going to do it, but six-and-a-half points feels a little (laughs) bit too much for me. All
0: right, we're good yeah okay. We're gonna get your official prediction here in a minute. I I like the, you know the Raiders have been starting fast. And they, they did a good job against the Colts. They started mm-hmm. fast, right? They started that game, got a touchdown early. I mean, get a touchdown early in Cincinnati, and I think you might take the crowd. That crowd might quiet way down. It's mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I mean, they they're gonna be all geeked up for this thing. You know, a playoff game at home. And if the Raiders come out hot and take a lead, like it could be a manageable situation for them. And talk about the okay. Bengals a little bit, Marcus. I felt like early in the year. They were a hot team. Everybody was talking about the Bengals' defense too, being pretty good. But mm-hmm. has the defense kind of been exposed? Like they're not, they haven't turned out to be as great as we thought. I think their secondary could be picked apart by a pretty competent quarterback. Can it?
1: Yeah, I think their defense is good, but it's not great, right? And I think the Raiders will be able to make enough plays. I'm not sure Hunter Renfro is a, a great matchup for Mike in their slot corner. Yeah. If Darren Waller can be a little bit healthier, I'm not sure they've had a guy that can stop him either. So, uh. It's. I think the Bengals have some success, but I don't expect this to be a game in which the Bengals hold them to 13 points. It has everything. It feels like a game that's going to be 23, 21, something like that.
0: Okay, so that means you're taking the points. Your official prediction, Raiders yes. plus six and a half. Are you taking that?
1: Yes, and I'm going to take the Bengals to win because I do think overall they are a better team. But okay. this game's going to be close. This is going to be a coin flip game.
0: I agree. I think the Raiders. They're they're hot. They've won four straight. Some weird close games in there, right? So uh, I just can't. I can't believe we're talking playoffs, man. I mean, come on. The the Raiders, they always lose at the end of the year. This year they win four straight.
1: This is awesome. Could could you imagine the conversation that we're going to have next week, Ryan, on this podcast? If the Raiders happen to win this game (laughs) and they're only two wins away from making the Super Bowl? That, I mean, my goodness. I can't believe we're only three wins away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I keep saying that they're not a Super Bowl team. They're not a Super Bowl team. And then they'll be in the AFC Championship game, and I'll be like, well, what the hell? <laughs> Maybe yeah. they are. Maybe they are. Uh, but this crazy, crazy-ass season uh, for the Raiders continues on. Uh, can't wait for this matchup, Raiders-Bengals. Uh, for Marcus, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button for you if you haven't already. We will catch you after Wild Card Weekend. Go, go.